1: Welcome to an Everything Iconic Pop Dive with me, Danny Pellegrino, where my guests and I dive into iconic pop culture touchstones. Today, we're diving into The Devil Wears Prada. This iconic 2006 film was based on Lauren Weisberger's 2003 novel and adapted by Aileen Brosh McKenna for screen. It starred Queen Meryl Streep, Queen Anne Hathaway, and introduced us to Queen Emily Blunt. The film grossed over $300 million worldwide and was directed by David Frankel. Not only did the film receive robust box office and great reviews, it also earned Meryl her record 14th Oscar nomination for the role of Miranda Priestly. Twelve years later, and the film could be released today and still feel fresh. The costuming was flawless, and the film showed the fashion industry in a way that it hadn't been seen on screen before. I sat down with my friend Courtney Frain, one half of the Two Judgy Girls podcast, and my producer Whitney to talk about the legacy of the film, those iconic fashions, and so much more. This is an everything iconic pop dive into the Devil Wears Prada.
2: Miranda Priestley is the editor in chief of Runway. So you don't read Runway? No. Not to mention a legend. And before today, you'd never heard of me. No. You work a year for her, and you can get a job at any magazine you want. You have no style or sense of fashion. I. I, No, no. That wasn't a question. I just have to stick it out for one year. And then I can do what I came to New York to do be a journalist, but I can't let Miranda get to me. I need 10 or 15 skirts. What kind of skirts? Please bore someone else with your questions. A million girls would kill for this job. I thought, take a chance. Hire the smart, fat girl. She hates me, Nigel. There's a way that you can help me. No. Please, I'm desperate. I know, it's tragic. Will that fit me? Little Crisco and some fishing line, and we're in business. still the same person better clothes
1: You i like the old clothes
2: and you look so chic you look so thin do i just one stomach flew away from my gold weight happy birthday yeah i'm so sorry my personal life is hanging by a thread that's what happens when you start doing well at work let me know when your whole life goes up in smoke Means it's time for a promotion do you know why i hired you i see a great deal of myself in you People think that success just happens to you. It doesn't. You want this life? The decision's yours. I need to get home tonight. No one is flying out because of the weather. Please, it's just, I don't know, drizzling.
1: Okay, guys, I am here with Courtney Frayne, one half of two judgy girls. I love your podcast, 2 Judgy Girls. I love your Instagram account. It's fantastic. Uh, how are you doing?
3: You know how I feel about you. It's like, I, every time I feel like we like get together, I'm like, love fest. I, I know, just I want know. to tell yeah. everyone how much I love you. Mary's literally so jealous. Like She texts me. She's like, you know that should be me.
1: Well, I do want her to come on yes. and do a pop dive. It's just we're not technologically savvy enough. Uh, and you I, know how people I, complain I, when the technology's is <laughs> like. Oh, right. my God.
4: Excuse me. Wait, <laughs> no, not.
1: <laughs> Whitney's here, too. <laughs> how are you, Whitney? Um, qualified my job. <laughs> no, but Whitney, when you're here the audio is always great. But you know, whatever. It's fine. Okay, so we're talking about the Devil Wears Prada. I want to ask you both, do you so remember much. the first time you saw it?
3: I like don't think I can remember the first time I saw it because I watch it so many times. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those as, you know, your podcast call. It's so iconic of a movie. It's like changed at least my generation of like women becoming like these boss bitches and like mm. just like not apologizing for who they are. I I love it so much.
4: All right. I read the book. Did you the book? Oh, guys I did read the read book. book? I, did. Yeah. I read all of her books. Oh, okay. This is the only book I've read of What's hers. What's a book? No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I like <laughs> books. You only listen to audiobooks. <laughs> I, like, I like books. <laughs> um, I graduated college and I went to do this like post grad program in Eastern Europe for the summer. And I was reading The Devil Wars Prada. Mm. And I said to my guy friends that I was with, I was like, oh God, this, I could never live this life. Like, this could not be real, you know? <laughs> Fast forward two months later, right. I get a job at William Morris, and it was my life. My boss's office looked exactly like Miranda Priestly's huh. office <gasps> in the movie. Really? Like, the white, all white, the white frames on the windowsill. I was like, you know, like the orchids, like the whole thing. I was just like, why did that office look exactly like my boss's <laughs> office? <laughs> so so a weird. Real life you, double weird.
1: Mm-hmm. Did your boss have a sense of pride about being similar to Miranda Priestly? Yes, yeah. yeah. Okay.
4: I mean, she was a tough bitch, but she was hilarious. She, yeah. she was more... Um, outgoing than Miranda because she was an actress herself in later years. Right. But like, you know, she she would tell me I needed to lose 10 pounds. <gasps> she paid for me to get a fancy haircut because she said my hair was ugly.
1: <laughs> oh my God.
3: <laughs> it's like a culpable assault, right? Like, thanks for the money for the haircut. Yeah. But like, also you did insult me. <laughs> I know. And then I told her, I was like,
4: you ruined me because now I love this haircut and I can't afford it. Oh. So I've lived this life, but like in the, in the Hollywood version of it. Right. So the movie came out. I was so psyched to see it. And it was just like eye-opening. So I was like my life
1: <laughs> yeah i remember when it came out i knew i was gay but i wasn't out yet oh and i remember gays loving this movie right like it is such a uh, such a gay loved movie <laughs> I don't know if that's, that's the technical term but anyway i was uh too afraid to see it because i, w- I was in that weird space of like if i see it and, and embrace it people are gonna think i'm gay and it's like i was gay but i just yeah whatever. so it took years before i saw it it was like a couple of years after oh. it came out
3: i have a real question for yeah. you though was Stanley Tucci gay in the movie?
1: I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Is it
3: like just inferred? I mean, I know he does the it's whole like, with when every I movie was, he plays. Right. <laughs> He's married to Emily Blunt's sister. Right. Yeah. yeah, so that's why it's like I was like very. I'm like I don't know what I'm supposed to think. I mean, I know I love him. Right. Nigel is the be- one of the best characters in the yeah. film, but
4: I was. Just questioning that. I never knew. I think
1: he, I think there is one line and now I'm upset and people are going to be, oh. isn't there one line?
4: Yes. Where he's like, or the closeted gay guy in Kansas. I don't, I don't remember him magazine, saying like closeted
3: that. gay. I remember him saying that he had six brothers and he would read under the covers with a flashlight. Oh. I know this movie way too much. So I just don't remember no, him it. actually saying that. So, I mean, I think it was inferred, but maybe it wasn't also, it's was just it maybe. It was
1: interesting. It? Yeah, maybe okay. we just thought, maybe I probably yeah. watched it and just thought, of course yeah. he's gay, but yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. Um, so we're going to run through the movie, just yes. some plot points, and then mm-hmm. feel free to jump in with any anecdotes. I'm going to have a
3: lot of <laughs> random facts, I feel. like I love it. Like, I'm, this is <laughs> this is such a good movie.
1: It's so, so good. I love it. I mean, I, I mentioned I it took me a couple of years to see it, but then I bought it on Blu-ray immediately. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I think Blu-ray. it was my first Blu-ray. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so you mentioned suddenly, I see the movie opens with that. It's Andy, played by-
3: Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Mm-hmm.
1: Which I read that originally they wanted Rachel McAdams for the mm-hmm. role. Oh. She turned it down But then later she did A movie with some of the people That did Devil Wears product Called Morning Glory Which Ugh, I love I love I loved it. I love it it was
4: not as good it's, But like It's, it's underrated, underrated. It's totally yes,
1: underrated yeah. I think it's so I watched, fantastic I
4: remember watching it on a
3: plane Being like Why wasn't this like More out there I really yeah. enjoyed it right. It's one of her better films
1: Right um, And Andy is dressed like shit <laughs> she looks, you know she yeah. just looks basic right like yeah she just here's a problem
3: basic. I have with it though okay one if we're they're doing they're interspersing her with scenes of other what we're supposed to think like other assistants getting ready and I'm like assistants do not make that money like I mm-hmm. after you started talking about yours I was like oh yeah I totally work for a woman at a PR company I don't know why I can't maybe I blacked it out of my life or sure. something but like <laughs> I'm like we did not make that much money like I'm not buying La Perla underwear and no. putting that on and definitely not having a matching bra and underwear so <laughs> and like my apartment is not that nice like these are things obviously i think sure. about and then my other th- point was okay andy definitely has bangs this whole time when she's like this disheveled girl so like how all of a sudden does she know how to do it once she has her makeover i know oh, i'm wow. going ahead wow. but i know wow. i know that's what i'm talking about Le- little details that I'm like, <laughs>
1: I'm like oh my god <laughs> she
3: has bangs but it's like you know she's doing a middle part and it's pulled over and i'm like but she has the bangs already.
1: Wait, I know I'm jumping, I'm sort of jumping around a bit, but do you think this movie is wish fulfillment or more realistic? Like, where do you think it falls? Is it, a realistic portrayal of assistance.
4: I think it's a mix of both. Yes. Yeah. What
1: a hard tone to get, though. Yeah.
4: No. That's why I think it. the movie's so good. I took my job because you do a year there, then you get any job you want. Mm-hmm. Uh. So this whole idea of like people would kill for this job and it's such a good. It, it made sense for me that Andy took the job even though she wasn't interested in it because it was a stepping stone. And when you're that age, you're just climbing the ladder and you're you're making moves in that way. So. That part wasn't wish fulfillment, but it was a good, true story, I think, of how you grow up, like a good mm-hmm. coming-of-age story. But then you get the wish fulfillment aspect of her, like, learning how the to clothes. love clothes. And, like, she mm-hmm. gets, like, that big makeover, and that's amazing. My we'll makeover that. That wasn't... Scene was one of my favorites yeah, all time. Mm-hmm. My makeup wasn't ever that severe. Makeover wasn't that severe. But, you know, I did find myself dressing differently. But I do think that the inference was all of her clothes and stuff. Like the wish fulfillment aspect was free. Like, I think they actually set it up that like, she wasn't really living this life.
1: Like, it was all kinds of things. all fa- fake. the fashion closet. Right, 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 right. Yeah. That's, because why, that's she like the bold type. type. I know we talked about the bold type before. Yeah, so, so we love why, the bold type. When
3: I see the, them getting together in the fashion closet, I'm like, they are so lucky the Devil Wears Prada like set this scene for them. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, something that you mentioned, though, when you were saying Andy took this job not because she wanted, it, but because she knew it would take her places. Okay. Can we talk about her interview? Because <laughs> she should not have been hired based on her interview. Yeah, she it was did terrible. zero research, doesn't know Runway Magazine, doesn't know who Miranda Priestley is, right. literally says, I applied to plenty of places and this was the only one that called me back. Why are we hiring this
2: girl? Right. Who are you? Uh, my name is Andy Sachs. I recently graduated from Northwestern University. And what are you doing here? <clears throat> well, I think I could do a good job as your assistant. And... Um, Yeah, I came to New York to be a journalist and uh, sent letters out everywhere and and finally got a call from Elias Clark and met with Sherry up at Human Resources and basically it's this or auto universe. So you don't read runway? Uh, no. And before today you had never heard of me? No. And you have no style or sense of fashion? Uh, Well, um, I think that depends on what you're... No, no. That
1: wasn't a question. It's one of those just leaps of logic. That oh my you God, have you guys! To,
4: I disagree. You disagree. What? I disagree. Have you gone into an interview um, and insulted them? No, not that I'm okay. prepared, but I've definitely been frank, and then people do enjoy that honesty. Maybe
1: because it's just so different. Exactly.
4: Yeah. I, I I read it as like Miranda was taking her as like you're not my average girl, so you're not literally kissing the ring right now, and I am appreciative of that because you're cutting through the bullshit. Like when she so calls you hiring the smart me. fat girl. Yeah,
1: yeah. I <laughs> thought that that line actually I felt like was not it was dated. Poorly. <laughs> no,
4: uh, again, guys, maybe this is just too much like scabs too on my back right now, but like <laughs> I was a size four and my boss was like, You need to lose 10 pounds. And I was like, Ah! <laughs> oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I
3: mean, I worked, okay, I get it. Cause I, I worked at Abercrombie and Fitch when I was like growing up, you know, for the discount, obviously, and I was a size four and I was the fat girl in the store. Yeah. And I was like,
1: Oh my what? God.
3: What? Like, Mm-hmm. And now I'm definitely not a
1: size four, so first, I'm
3: really glad I don't work. There.
1: One of the first guys I ever hooked up with worked at Abercrombie, and it was a real feat for me. I was gonna
4: <laughs> say that is like bucket list. <laughs> it's it's he like there. a model in the front of the store. Yeah, he was. Oh, oh so not just your average employee. I know, you he was. Playing. hired as a quote unquote model. That was one of the positions yeah. named.
0: Uh, Danny, <laughs> that's going on your
1: gravestone. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. Yeah. Um, okay, Moving so on. we uh, so she gets the job, and we start to meet all the characters, the supporting cast. We meet Nigel, who we talked about before mm-hmm. uh, we meet emily the other assistant that's already working there played by emily blunt who is mm. so good in that
4: movie and so good that's right her first role
1: yeah. ever and or it,
4: like i mean in yeah. america i think she like was, in
3: her
1: main she was main auditioning
3: role. for another role and she was it was like the same aragon. casting. yeah i hate
1: that i know that but oh, the movie wow. aragon with the dragon or something yeah. i never mm-hmm. saw the movie but she was in final talks for uh-huh. it that's what i read and online. then she
3: was in the parking lot and the casting like casting people for this movie grabbed her Wow. Or like audition for this film.
1: And they wanted her to do an American accent, but she just. Oh, it was so good that she. No, the fact like she. She's fantastic. I also
3: read this fact, too, that it wasn't like in the character description, but in the background, she's always running around because she felt that she needed to. The character needed to always be busy. Oh, wow. Mm. So like she like like, added that in, like just running around, like always doing something.
4: I like that. Oh, literally, I wasn't allowed to pee at my job. (gasps)
1: That's so crazy.
4: You had to like ask to cover your phones, and then you could go pee.
3: Yeah, talent agent (laughs) life is like, talent agencies are crazy. So
1: Andy is still her old self. She's still Mm -hmm. in these old clothes, whatever. And we get, I'm just uh, fast forwarding to this scene, the Miranda speech, the big speech, the Cerulean speech that we all kind of remember. I think it's one of the most memorable parts of this movie. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like a page, a, a full scripted page monologue.
2: Both those belts look exactly the same to me. You know, I'm still learning about this stuff and... uh... This stuff? Oh, okay. I see. You think this has nothing to do with you. You go to your closet and you select, I don't know, that... ...lumpy blue sweater, for instance, because you're trying to tell the world that you take yourself too seriously to care about what you put on your back... ...but what you don't know is that that sweater is not just blue, it's not turquoise, it's not lapis, it's actually cerulean. And you're also blithely unaware of the fact that in 2002, Oscar de la Renta did a collection of cerulean gowns... ...and then I think it was Yves Saint Laurent, wasn't it, who showed cerulean military jackets? I think we need a jacket here. Mm. And then Cerulean quickly showed up in the collections of eight different designers. And then it uh, filtered down through the department stores and then trickled on down into some tragic casual corner where you no doubt fished it out of some clearance bin. However, that blue represents millions of dollars and countless jobs. And it's sort of comical how you think that you've made a choice that exempts you from the fashion industry when in fact... You're wearing a sweater that was selected for you by the people in this room from a pile of stuff. She
4: just like laid out the facts of why, when people call fashion frivolous, I also get mad because it's like it's such a important part. It's an of, art. Yeah, yeah, it's an art it of culture defines and you. commerce. It's like, it's like what you, it's you wear so is who you are. Yeah, right. and I'm not saying that like. I think people that go wrong with it and think it's super frivolous are people that are like, I'm wearing the Gucci belt, which means I'm better than you. No. Uh, But like, if you want to express yourself through clothes, fuck yeah. It's so cool. And it's so important how you carry yourself in it. You know, that's really such a great, just so iconic. It's an amazing
1: scene. Yeah. And um, it holds up so well. And I read that Meryl, what she was doing with her voice was she was sort of whispering lines so that people would it it gave her more power because you had to Mm, lean in to hear what she was saying.
4: There's some she never CEO yells. that does that, too. She never
1: yells, yeah. No, yeah, everything yeah. is just
3: like, mm-hmm, and you're like, oh, okay. Like, it's almost like that, like, it's disappointment, not anger. Right. You know, like, when your parents would get, like, upset. Like, it's not that I'm mad, I'm disappointed, and you're just like, oh, my God, what can I do to make it up to you? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm so sorry. And, like, when they yell at you, you're like, all
4: right, but see, that's the mind game. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: You mentioned when it came out, too, uh, I just a quick fact. It came out the same weekend as Superman Returns, and Superman Returns did such a uh, Bigger business that weekend, but it's like we remember Devil Wars product. We don't remember anyone. No Look, Returns.
3: yeah. I was, was just that... going to ask, is that the H- Henry Cavill? The, one? No, the
1: Brandon uh, oh, What? Yeah.
3: Oh god, he's like on the no. CW now, so it didn't really work out. What
1: happened <laughs> with his career? <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so then we get a makeover. Andy gets the Ugh. big makeover. So, what
2: do you think?
0: Ah. Uh,
1: I think we better get out of here before my
2: girlfriend
1: sees <laughs> and it And there's uh, it's Whoa. soundtrack by Madonna, and Madonna has two songs on the soundtrack, yeah, which whatever. is amazing. Two different era Madonna songs. There's Vogue, which plays during her mm-hmm. little montage when she turns on, mm-hmm. and then Jump, which was on uh, the Confessions album that's... Earlier in the film, I love
4: the makeover montage of Andy. I love Stephanie, any makeover I montage. I mean, well, I also just makeover. like the
3: fact that the whole reason she does that is because uh, Miranda yells at her, and she's like, "Nigel, I'm doing my job. Like, you know, I'm not getting appreciated for doing my job right, and I just get yelled at." She's like, "I'm trying so hard." And he's like, You're not trying. Like, and then this, mm-hmm. re- this revelation—you so just revelation. yeah. watch her face go. You're totally right. right. I need to embrace what my role is. Stop trying to go against what
4: mm-hmm. I think. Right. Yeah, and just embrace it. And that it doesn't make you shallow mm-hmm. to
1: like present clothes, yourself differently. Yeah. Right. Which,
4: you know, is um, kind of also the end of the show.
1: Also, I want to talk about the clothes. So I remember seeing this for the very first time, and I think it was like a year or two after it came out, right? And I remember looking at the clothes and thinking, oh, some of these outfits are fucking crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, And now they still seem current to me. Like yes. I just watched mm-hmm. it, and I feel like they look like things
3: There's people are wearing There's only a few outfits now. that yeah. I'm like, mm. right. But like yeah. that makeover one with the Chanel, like,
4: thigh high boots
0: oh i was like God, that is it.
4: fashion goals yeah. she looked amazing and it was like a chanel long jacket yes with a ah! and her yeah
1: and it was patricia field who did the mm-hmm. fashion for it who she also did sex in the city the movies in the tv show and she's like a fucking genius yeah. like yes. i don't think people recognize her enough because the things that she did for fashion in both the devil wears prada and
4: mm-hmm.
1: sex in the city it's like she was so ahead of her time, like like mm-hmm. I said, some of these looks are still things that are current
3: mm-hmm. over,
1: you know, 12 years later. It's amazing. There's, there's only
3: serious. one outfit I have to say in the movie. That in I have, Devil Wars Prada? Yes, of Anne Hathaway's that I, like, could not stand. Oh,
4: my God, what is it?
3: And this is also, I'm I also made this discovery when I was watching it. I've seen this movie so many times, and this is... I had to do a rewatch before this, you know. And this is the first time that I actually realized that this was supposed to be what the Met Ball was, that benefit. Mm. That was oh, the Met, That was their version of the Met Gala. Did you know that?
1: I did not know I, that. Okay,
3: and I don't actually know that. I'm assuming though, yeah, because that was the it makes biggest sense. event. Whatever. So before that, you know, because Emily is sick, so they make Andy go, Andy is wearing like this like bunchy blousey. Purple and white polka dot top with like right. these big shoulders, and then she's wearing like these capri cut off pants. And I was like, This is the one, and, That's and the it one was that like belted. Work. And remember, that was like when, too, for like girls that it was like cool to belt right under oh your God. boobs. You belted
4: everything, yes. Yeah, so and like, you had you would basically
3: have like a tunic, oh, yeah. you have like a, a bunt, like a flowy top, but then you belt it yeah. underneath. Like, and this like seeing Andy's outfit, like just gave me like flashbacks. <laughs> so maybe it's like PTSD for me or something because like <laughs> yeah. what was I thinking, but that was the one outfit that I hit. And it was a green belt with a purple top, and I just hated it. So much, that's the only outfit I had complaints about. Oh my god,
4: <laughs> and actually, it sounds like that's the one outfit that does feel dated, like, yeah, you know, right, right, right. You know, yes. like because that was such a time to belt every. I had so many like
1: stretchy belts that fit at my yes. natural waist, it was, it was uh, a stretchy disgusting. belt, totally.
3: And then, the, and then fashion the is and so distorted. different
1: for men, so
4: different. What were you wearing um, then?
1: Probably the same thing I'm wearing now, which is a, a Target Britney Spears shirt and Nike, <laughs> Nike shorts. Yes. There's something I really hate in this movie that I need to talk about for a little while, and that's the boyfriend and the friends. Oh, thank yeah. The worst, thank you. The worst humans of all time. Like, the fact that she's even friends with these people bugs me because yes. they're awful. They're mad at her for taking her job seriously and doing her work. She's in her 20s, like, trying to get ahead, and they just sort of expect her to not be – Working much but they also And then she's take giving the them stuff. right She's yes. giving them free shit Like this amazing free shit And they're still Fucking complaining That one scene Where they take her phone away I fucking I was livid Livid Like blood boiling Like I'm so fucking pissed You motherfucking yes. assholes And <laughs>
3: not only that Is like especially the The friend And I can't remember What his name is Because I know he's like the gay more a one star, Yeah Oh, is he? Fuck though? him in is the movie. He? He's I do Yeah, he
1: says. Movie? He says. He. I know for sure he's gay. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Well, but
3: when he he knew exactly Fucking who Miranda Priestley was, he says in the beginning a, a million girls would kill for this. He knows how important You're this right. job is, and for him to like be giving shit, I was like
1: How asshole. dare
3: you? How. Dare you yeah.
1: Rotten hell. Rotten hell.
3: Uh-oh. <laughs> Tell us your PTSD. I feel like what, do we need Whitney? to give you a therapy session I'm after you know, this. Like I've been in
1: therapy. Really like letting it all out. But now it's all, it all makes sense now why you've been in therapy for years, Whitney.
4: <laughs> um no, like we should have done a different movie right, for I, I'm
1: like, I hope Whitney's gonna be okay when she leaves here. Get her like a maybe somebody we could get her a Xanax or something.
4: I think that era of of being like tw- in your mid 20s it really changes
1: people like well there's a weird defi- yeah. some
4: people are hustlers and some and you friends expect you know to go that. out
1: every day and then other exactly. friends are hustling but these are when friends... everyone's
4: finding themselves and are determining what's more important to them yeah and but she like, was determining that work was really important to her but, but all these friends said, are
3: hustlers though like one's a corporate right. analyst like I'm sorry you yeah. don't like you're so he's like a Goldman Sachs kind of guy you should understand right.
1: work yeah but
3: one's an artist so she knows if she wants to make money she needs to hustle right. yeah and then he's
1: a
4: fucking chef yeah which Adrian Green, making those fucking like, grilled cheeses. Oh my god, don't even get me started with
1: Adrian Green. I know, he's... Ugh. I'm so mad at him in the movie, though. And that scene when they take her phone... Like, there's nothing more maddening than that scene. It's like, just after so she disrespectful. she just gave them all that shit.
4: Yeah,
3: it's really yeah. disrespectful. Yeah. And, and I like when she's like, you didn't have to be assholes. And I was like, you stick up for yourself, Andy. Yeah, Go, Yeah, but she, Andy. honestly, she
1: should have fucking punched him in the face. Like, yeah,
3: I would have taken all the stuff and been like, <laughs> on the you table. get nothing. Right, right. You get nothing.
1: Um, so then uh, Andy has this task of bringing a book to Miranda's house, right? Mm. <laughs> so she sort of... She's
3: uh, been called Andrea now. Andrea. <laughs> yes. Oh, I This is after... <laughs> You Wait, had a different
1: name? I had a different name. <gasps> okay, <Whitney. This laughs>
3: is... Oh, okay. So now your boss actually Somebody just sounds Whitney like she read. Rose. <laughs> I feel like she read the book and was like, I am going to be Miranda. So
1: Andrea had to bring this book to Miranda's house. And she sort of uh, threw the Miranda's kids and this trickery. <laughs> she, she ends up seeing Miranda in a very vulnerable moment. Fighting Miranda with husband. gets fighting with her husband, mm-hmm. which there's only two scenes I think in the movie where we see these cracks mm-hmm. right with her husband, and there was actually one other deleted scene. Oh, yeah, there's a deleted yeah. scene online which really changes the whole movie. If oh, guess, I've heard about this, you, and I refuse
3: yeah. to watch it because I th- I heard that it really changes your entire opinion of who Miranda is. It oh does. God, it's at dies. the at I the charity event it. you
1: see her husband. He's wasted and he's uh, confronts Miranda and.
3: At the Met Gala,
1: yes, yes, at the fake Met Gala, uh-huh. and how dare he? he?
3: This is her place. Approaches of her,
1: and then Andy sort of tries to save it, and then at the end, Miranda mouths to Andy, "Thank you." No, mm. I don't like that. But it's very. If anyone wants to watch it, on, it's on YouTube, or maybe we could splice it in here. Mm-hmm. But it's it changes the whole movie. But I'm so glad they got rid of it because it's. No, like
3: she it's just there's the vulnerable scenes of her are just perfection two of them it's
1: like it's perfect like the way they did it i'm
3: glad that they didn't include that because also like andy saves the day in that gala telling emily who or telling miranda who the person is and you see emily finally give andy like some sort of recognition like thank you for doing your job Mm -hmm. so to have both of that it's like andy doesn't need to be the hero because andy's also kind of an asshole like Mm -hmm. in not in like an asshole but you know like the whole until she does that makeover part like she just doesn't care about her job, even though she thinks she cares
1: about her job. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: So we don't need her to be the hero. So yeah.
1: then Miranda's sort of punishment is like, I'm going to fire you unless you can get me the new Harry Potter manuscript.
2: Miranda, about last night, I, am- I need the new Harry Potter book for the twins. Th- okay, okay, I'll go down to Barnes and Noble right now. Did you fall down and smack your little head on the pavement? Not that I can recall. We have all the published Harry Potter books. Twins want to know what happens next. You want the unpublished manuscript? Well, we know everyone in publishing. It shouldn't be a problem, should it? And you can do anything, right? The impossible task, right? Which Da-da-da. reminded me about
1: reminded me about how Harry Potter was such a big thing, and I miss the days of like looking forward to a new Harry Potter book. I mm-hmm. mean, this is a total aside. I just <laughs> loved like getting rid of. weren't you so excited when a new one was coming out?
3: Yes, like my whole family like we would all read it.
1: So good. We I didn't mean,
3: get manuscripts, though. We had to wait until they were in the Barnes and Noble. Right. But you know, we don't. We also, I didn't have a Christian Thompson in my life, so Ooh,
1: right, right. So Andy ends up getting the the manuscript, and then uh, Andy saves Miranda at that event at the Met Gala, mm-hmm. and then Miranda invites Andy Andy to mm-hmm. Paris over Emily. Yes,
3: mm-hmm. which and, and sh- that what I love about that at the. I know I'm skipping ahead, but at the end when Miranda says, you have a choice. You made Mm -hmm. that choice when you threw Emily under the bus to go to Paris. And she's like... (gasps) And I feel like that was a realization. Do you
1: think that was wrong that she...
3: Um, I don't think... (laughs) No, because everything is so, people, it's like, oh, everything's so black and white. And it's like, no, there's actually gray. Mm -hmm. I don't think if she wanted to keep her job for selfish reasons because she wanted to complete that year, she had to do it, Mm -hmm. right? But Miranda knew she was making her do that. And in that that sense, it was almost like a test of like, how bad do you want this job to further your life? Right, yeah. So, and I also think that, I mean...
4: There's worse things you could do.
3: Right.
1: There's also this, <laughs> there's this weird. I mean, she
3: didn't drive the taxi to hit her and have cars right, so
1: go up say, in the air. So I feel like, so uh, Emily gets hit by the car. Yeah.
3: Well, good, because I've got so much to deal with before I go. I swear to God. I'm gonna-
2: I don't care if she was going to fire you or beat you with a red hot poker. You should have said no. Emily, I didn't have a choice. You know how she is, That is a pathetic excuse. Do you know what really just gets me about this whole thing? Is that,
4: you know, you're the one who said that you don't really care about this stuff. And you don't really care about fashion. You just want to be a journalist.
2: And what a part of bollocks. Emily, I know you're mad. I don't blame you. Face it, Andy, You sold your soul? The day you put on that first pair of Jimmy Choo's, I saw it. And do you know what really just kills me? About this whole thing is the clothes that you're gonna get. I mean, you don't
4: deserve them. You eat carbs for Christ's sake.
1: This is like the main moment in the movie where I feel like you have to suspend disbelief. It was like they needed a way to get from A to B, and it was, it just felt like such a a thing where it's like, we need to make this okay. They wanted make to keep this Andy okay. likable. So. just hit her, by, hit her with a fucking car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just so random. Then and it's I just, also it's,
3: felt they were, I mean, for less of a better pun, but like throwing her under the bus, right. right? Because she's like, oh, like almost like Emily has been slacking at her job and Andy's been picking up the slack where she was like, oh, I forgot to do this. So, you know, I'm running and doing this right now, which is then why she got hit by the taxi. So it's almost like, Emily's not even doing that great of a job anymore. So it's okay for Andy to go to mm-hmm. Europe.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, So then we get to Paris, Andy learns they're trying to fuck over Miranda She tries to warn her um, But Miranda's already one step ahead Before we
3: go there though Can we rewind and can we talk about Christian Thompson?
1: Please Mm.
3: What are your thoughts? Because we meet him at the James Holt party
2: Christian Thompson
3: Christian Thompson? You're kidding You write for like every magazine I love I actually, I reviewed
2: your collection of essays from my college newspaper Did you mention my good looks my killer charm?
3: Yeah, this guy is way better than your boyfriend Nate, who basically hates you. Yeah. Like, knows so, how to
1: make fucking grilled sometimes,
3: cheese. yeah, sometimes when we date people in college and have friends in college, they are not meant to be in our lives. Mm-hmm. And I in mean, your mid, no, mid yeah. to early
1: 20s, too, I feel like people date wrong people. You know, in case you were wondering, the person whose calls you always take, that's the relationship you're in. I hope you two are very happy together.
3: She's broken up with the boyfriend because, you know. He what? can't handle it. Yeah, he can't handle it because she like missed his birthday. I, it's like all these things. It's like, yeah, I'm sorry. But this is the biggest event of your work with the Met Gala and like, it happens to be on the boyfriend. I'm so sorry, but shit happens. Mm.
1: Right, right, right. Like
3: so unforgiving. And the whole thing, at, she sees Christian at the friend's art show and he gives her a kiss on the cheek and the friend's like... <gasps> you just cheated on Nate and it's like what that was like a hello well
1: also by the way i feel like the uh boyfriend stuff and the relationship with him mm-hmm. it's sort of shoehorned into the movie right like i i feel like they almost added a lot of male female relationship stuff in just cuz they almost felt like they had to mm-hmm. you know which i don't think the movie needed it it's yeah. fine like i don't think it Detracts from the movie in any way
3: Well she had to have the relationship with right. Christian Thompson Where they go out, they get drunk, they end up sleeping together And that's how she discovers the runway So they had to like, how can we make her discover it mm-hmm. Without, like how How is she going to discover it And also something that bothers me Hit her with a car <laughs> Okay, but something that bothers me is What writer from the New Yorker or the, Do you know that's on the side of a bus Right, right On right. an advertisement
1: right. Maybe, I feel like that could happen I mean, that's, that's where could, Carrie was. Yeah, Carrie Bradshaw. <laughs> was. That's why. I, yeah, we're both like Carrie Bradshaw. <laughs> it was real. If you,
3: you, you <laughs> can see what my column. face is right now, <laughs> she has. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> <Gordon>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. It's just like these things that I'm like. Yeah. Huh. And then that's you know why she calls him for the book. It's like I've just come on.
4: <laughs> I mean, obviously he wanted to sleep with her. Right. And he is older, and so let's be real. Like now, being on the other side of thirty, I'm realizing that he. I hate to use such strong words, but like he was hunting her out. You know, like right. he was like, I see this young girl. She works for Miranda, so she's a hustler, but she's young and cute. But don't and you so think I'm it's almost
3: like, a conflict of interest for him in the sense that he was going to take over Runway? Why is he sleeping with her? Well,
4: I don't think. Oh yes, Men right? are, Men are, are also why? awful. Men are. Oh rash. yeah,
3: no. That's why. That's why I'm single. <laughs> why. When she's like, I'm not your baby. I love Ooh,
1: it. I was like, Woo! Yeah right right,
3: <laughs> and that's when she goes um, try to save the day again with Miranda. Yeah, but
4: I do think Christian adds like a other realistic element of like once you're thrust into this crazy world, like you do. You know, I think Andy didn't see herself as a fashion person. She didn't see her as sexual. She just saw mm. her comfy guy that she went home to in sweatpants and ate bagels and cheat grilled cheese with. And Eight dollars of Jarlsberg. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. she has this like world open to her, and while she's dipping her toe in, she's a little fearful because she's leaving the comforts behind. And mm-hmm. so Christian is that like
0: he represents he seduces all of that. Yeah. her right.
4: into that world more than anything. You right. know? And I think there's something you know, just larger thematically interesting about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then she's like, you're guess right. what? My morals are sticking up. Like my morals are back. Yeah. Like here's mm-hmm. the line in the sand in in Paris. Well, and she's like, yeah. you can't screw my boss over. Well, it's almost like
3: just, that whole thing of like, I like, this is my best friend. And I can talk shit on her, but like, you're not allowed to talk uh-huh. shit on her because I'm going to defend her uh-huh. to the uh-huh. end of the day. Exactly. You know, like,
1: so then uh, we're at the end of the movie now. I mean, Miranda and no, she was one step ahead of these people. And Andy eventually quits. She throws her phone in that fucking fountain. I, I threw a phone against <gasps> a wall and Wait, broke Whitney, it. I don't believe it. I don't. Believe, <laughs> I don't believe that people do that. But,
4: but, I did it. I
3: don't throw well, your but phone. But then after, did you go straight to like the Verizon store and be like, I have. I, ha- I know, like, had a I was moment a of rage.
1: Idiot. So at the oh, end yeah. of the movie, uh, so Miranda gets in the car. Andy quits. Um, and well, the- it's
3: all because too, because Miranda gives her this speech of how Andy is so like Miranda, and she doesn't even realize she.
2: But I was very, very impressed by how intently you tried to warn me. I never thought I would say this, Andre. But I really, I see a great deal of myself in you. You can see beyond what people want and what they need, and you can choose for yourself. I don't think I'm like that. I couldn't do what you did to Nigel, Miranda. I couldn't do something like that. You already did To Emily No, that that was different, I didn't have a choice Oh no, you chose You chose to get ahead You want this life? Those choices are necessary But what if This isn't what I want I I mean, what if I don't want to live the way you live Oh, don't be ridiculous, Andrea
1: Everybody wants this
2: Everybody wants to be us.
1: So then Andy meets with Nate again at the very end of the movie. And they Uh, sort of, he says he's moving to Boston for a job and they decide to start dating again. No. And this is upsetting.
4: First of all, in the book, I believe they break up.
1: They should. He's an asshole. It, but it's it gets, a little unclear, too, because then she takes the job at job the New York. New York. Yeah. So I don't really understand. The they say mirror. they're going to start yeah. dating again, but then she takes a job at that other fucking place where the editor was like, hey, Miranda said, you know, you were the her biggest disappointment, but I'd be an idiot if I didn't hire you. So she gets hired there, but it's like, wait, are you dating Nate and long Yeah, distance? like, where, how does this
3: end? Where's the sequel? What year are we getting
4: the sequel? There like, was a
1: sequel book, too. Oh, I know. I read it. Do you guys have any thoughts on the end? Otherwise, yes, we'll talk about it. Yes, I do. That. I yeah. don't
4: think she should have gotten back together with Nate. No. There, she had no quote unquote consequences. not that she was a terrible person. I think ultimately she made you know mistakes and then she grew from it and and made some boundaries in her life but he wasn't supportive. No. So he didn't even help no. her along the journey. So why are you going back to him? You're <laughs> a different person now. You've come out the other side of it. And yeah, maybe you've come back a little bit more to your ways. Like you're wearing jeans now. Oh, yeah. But like, Which also <laughs>
3: made me mad because that was also at the time. Jeans are definitely like more appropriate for interviews now, I think because of laid back and like, yeah. especially in like the tech world, like all that thing. But I'm like, you showed up to a magazine or to a newspaper interview in jeans, yeah, I mean, like in a leather jacket. Now, granted. That coat I re- was great. It was great, but I just was like, Wow, like you were all, also. It's probably like all she could afford at that point too, because she didn't have a closet anymore. But yeah, I just was like, I was. Right. But she had a bunch of that.
1: clothes because that was before she called Emily and was like, "Hey, I have all these new clothes. Do you It'll be them? a
3: huge. <laughs> what did Emily say? She was something like, "Well,
2: I don't know. It's a huge imposition, and I'll have to get them taken in. I mean, they'll drown me." But I suppose I could help you out.
1: There's also that one glance too I didn't mention where she sees Miranda getting in the car and Miranda doesn't look at her, but then the camera goes into the limo with Miranda and Miranda sort of does that smile and then she's like Mm -hmm. then when she says to the driver, like go. I hate Why part, do you too. hate that part?
4: I don't think Miranda would care that much.
1: I don't think she would yeah. laugh.
4: Like she could do like a gleam.
1: I feel like they needed that like happy yeah, movie probably. ending, right? Like yes. it, it was. They had it made to wrap everything
3: up, yeah. and yeah. it was fine, and it was also showing like that Miranda does care, and you know all that. Yeah. But
4: yeah, but can we talk about um, her iconic sunglasses?
1: Who, Miranda? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, so good. We're talking fashion. I was going to ask your favorite scenes, but what's your favorite fashion look from the movie?
4: I really
3: loved her Met Gow, the right. benefit that like mm. she looked perfection. It's very interesting because I was like also very focused on Anne Hathaway's like, face during this movie. So like in the beginning when she has her hair parted and she doesn't have the bangs, once she gets those bangs, she almost has... And I think she's gorgeous, so I'm not trying yeah. to be insulting here, but she almost has like a fish face look. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, she looks like, like, she's I always like, think of Angelina Jolie's fish character in that one movie that she, <laughs> like, Shark, you know, Shark, okay. oh. Shark Tale, Shark Tale, like, what's that the cartoon, and it's like Which kind of reminiscent to look like Angelina Jolie yeah. because she's the voice, but oh it also like makes me think, I also never saw that movie. I don't know why I have that reference. Oh my God. I that. love that
1: you just think of but, Shark Tale.
3: But that's what Anne Hathaway's face looked like to okay.
1: me. Okay.
2: So
3: <laughs> but I think she's like gorgeous. It just was like it's bangs are just an interesting accessory. Yeah, they are I will tell you. Shark
1: Tail has come up on this podcast at least four times too, by the way, which is <laughs> oh, the weirdest weird. thing because I don't think I've ever seen it either. I've I never just, seen it's it, come but a, I just remember. Um I think Anne Hathaway sort of has the Julia Roberts smile in that it's she a does. very huge smile. Toothy? It's it's very toothy mm-hmm. big and there's something very compelling about it. I think it's great, but um it's very Julia Jules.
4: What's your favorite outfit? I have mine.
1: Um, I don't know what's yours. I'm not um, a fa- I'm not a good fashion, okay? Yeah, but I'm so not, what? Like whatever so you're to. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I whole, love that. I, feel like I actually do the whole do,
3: montage, you would really like I love like, the whole montage just over. because there's
1: Madonna playing, but also <laughs> I love the uh, look actually that the scene Miranda's big speech, you know about fashion? Uh-huh. I like the look the dress that she's together. holding up with. Oh the, uh, my god! I'm yeah. a teal belt. I obsessed yeah. with that. Love
3: okay, it. that the, dress. I was yeah. like, where can I get that? Oh my I god! I would never think of a teal belt with that. That's why right. so I'm not in fashion. It's gorgeous. Then they put that little jacket. Oh, on Oh, I love it. it. And then she. The okay, so here's what. It. Yeah, it oh, yeah. ruined yeah. it. And here's actually what worried me is then she started holding like a straw fedora hat. Like yes. I thought she was going to add that on, and I was <laughs> no, like, yeah, and I was like, Coco Chanel. i just like no. Yeah, Coco Chanel once said, "Take a look in the mirror and then remove one accessory and live your life." And you know what? Also, by the way,
1: Countess Luann says that on her iPhone app that she had an iPhone app where she was giving fashion tips and That's one of them amazing. was an accessory thing. And I have some screenshots saved and I tried to redownload it sort of recently and they've discontinued it. You can't get it. Anymore.
4: Wow. So my favorite look was the date look she has with Christian or, um,
3: that she put together herself. she put together herself. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's just like very timeless. Skirt. It's like a pencil skirt yeah.
4: with like a little bit of a pen, pendulum Oh yeah, corset, the peplum, yes, yes. And then like a blazer. And she has just like great cleavage in it. And, and she just looks so Yeah, she good. has like her like La Perla bustier Yeah, yes. oh my God. But that was my favorite look. Because it also felt very Andy. Mm-hmm. Like it was her. Like she's kind of classic in that way. Would mm-hmm. it have
1: worked with another actress? Like, Or is this like a quintessential Anne Hathaway Meryl Streep movie?
4: I actually was
3: thinking about it. I'm like, okay, if they were going to make it today, Day. like who would be that person? Right.
1: I was going to ask you that. Who it's got to be that someone person? that could pull
4: off high fashion.
3: And has to be um, kind of likable, but you also want to punch him in the face.
4: Probably that Jennifer, makes sense. Yeah, there's probably not probably a lot Jennifer of
1: people. Lawrence. Ugh, I don't no. know. I don't think so mm. now. I feel like people have really turned on Jennifer Lawrence No, I know, recently.
4: but she, she has the presence to pull off high fashion yeah. and she can be bumbly. Yeah. Girl next door-ish yeah. a little. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't I don't like want, my choice. But see, like, a choice I feel like
3: has? Jennifer Lawrence would want would be like the Emily character.
4: Oh, okay. Like I could mm-hmm. see
3: her more being like that person, although she would never take a supporting role like that. But
4: <laughs> <We are laughs> so like
3: I am like like I'm trying to like rack my brain of who could be it because it's like
1: there's not a lot of young girls around that age. Like that maybe are, like a
3: like a Elle Fanning.
1: Uh, maybe is she too pretty? I mean, they look like,
3: too to, high fashion maybe. already. They have something?
1: to definitely like make a star. It have to be one of these like lesser stars that they kind of made into. Which this was that for Anne Hathaway. I feel like it, it really, yeah, she had like, like the Princess her. Diaries, diaries and, her, and this brought right.
3: her into like adulthood. Yeah. I would say yeah, yeah.
1: But I don't think anyone could replace Meryl. I feel like no, no. one could have done what Meryl did with that. Right? Did well, this was
3: written job. for her. Like they literally right. did not have another person in mind for this. This was Meryl's character. Mm. Like, and I
1: read that they had offered her a really low amount to do it. I think it was like two million, and then they she's like. Thought it was embarrassingly low, and so they gave her four million. That's what I read. I don't know if it's true, but
3: no, I good for her. And, Whatever this, I and read that is my, why I she's a boss, bitch, and that is why this movie <laughs> catapulted boss bitches. like yeah. amazing.
1: It's so good. Ugh, so, she's... I want to know what do you guys think is next for the franchise? So, they're doing a stage version of the Elton Johns. What actually. are yeah, Elton Johns doing the what I think the book and music? I don't know. Oh
4: my god, this? I'm going to meet, but wait, do you think there so? There was a what? sequel book. I, I'm, I'm speechless.
1: There was a sequel book that Anne Hathaway and Mm -hmm. Meryl Streep both said that they don't want to sequelize it. They said no, and the book is is, great. The book,
3: um, well, first off, Meryl's not really even in the second book. The book is more about Andy and Emily's relationship because Uh, it's like after the fact of it wouldn't make sense. No, I don't want that. And plus, twelve years later, like we don't want that. Like
1: there was also a TV version in the works that got not picked up, and they named it the Bold Type. Oh my God. I know the bold I type know. is a Although like Melora Hardin's character
3: successor. is like too likable, that's not a real effect. I'm yeah. sorry. It's not a real fashion editor. Nobody would be well, that. Well, like- like,
1: what I like about the bold type is it's in the same vein as Devil Wars Prada, but mm-hmm. they kind of did these they did a reversal with the Miranda character mm-hmm. where it's like, uh, you know, she's nice and, and she's so support, like over, like wish fulfillment supportive, you know, it like is, it's not That real. shows
3: very female empowerment, but in yeah. a different, like I think Devil Wears Prada is female empowerment because Andy even has a line in the movie where she's on the date with Christian Thompson and she says, Like, because he's like, I can't believe you work for her. Like, she's the worst. And she's like, if she was a man, you would not Mm -hmm. even think twice. And I was like, I'm so glad that they put that in the movie because it's 100% true. Mm -hmm. But
1: also it was such a different time back then. Yeah. It wasn't as, uh, I don't know if. It was I mean, more
3: groundbreaking then to say right. that than it is exactly. now in the times that we are now. But I yeah. think that what I like about the bold type is like, or you know, there was female empowerment within the double wears Prada, but it was almost like you you kind of had to be ruthless to get to the top. Whereas yeah. like, the bold type is like, no, you can have female friendships and you can support one another, and there's that sort of female empowerment. So it's just so like true. two different roads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
4: and I would hope that if I was an assistant today at age 23, that it would be more the bold type experience. Well, and it's also
3: yeah. I think the. I think the assistant thing, too, is the fact that like women, well, not women, I think in general also with assistants is like a lot of people were treated badly when they were assistants. So like instead of going the path of like, I would never want somebody to do that to me, they're like, well, this is just how it is. And as an assistant, you don't really have the power to change how that person treats. Like It's like a fraternity approach. You can say, yeah, you can can say what's like acceptable and what's not. You can kind of work it in. But like a lot of times you can't come in like where it seems like you're entitled or something.
1: Do you think they will reboot it or something? Or do you think they'll just do the stage version. Do you think it'll be similar to Mean Girls where they kind of leave it alone and they they look for other ways to monetize it? I think I mean I would hope that that's what they yeah. would do. I don't that think would be you great,
3: could re- I I think that you couldn't I don't I don't think it's remakeable to be honest. I don't think it would be yeah. like, successful. I think yeah. that it's a standalone film and how great. I mean, think about it, like 12 years later like we're still watching it just for fun. Like, yeah. Well, yeah.
1: Like I but, said uh, a Superman Returns came out and it's like no one's rewatching that as much as I mean Devil Wears Prada. I feel like it still holds up so so well mm-hmm. and it's yeah. a comfort food movie for us all. I and mean, mm-hmm. it's like we could put it on and like you mentioned you were watching one time and you, you, it makes you fall asleep yeah. and I always find that to be like the best gauge of a movie because mm-hmm. you're so comforted by it that yeah. you can just take I it I also think what's interesting
3: too <laughs> just like thinking about it is like the soundtrack besides like some a few songs is also songs that weren't popular that year they're mm-hmm. just iconic songs right, right. Mm. so it was like all. so it's like it's so rewatchable and it, maybe that it was like a fashion a thing that they a choice they made with fashion too of like do iconic pieces like I always feel like Chanel in general is very like you could wear it in the 1940s mm-hmm. 50s 60s today and you could wear the same thing and it
1: would be, you know, I read with the Chanel, they they decided early on that Andy was going to be a Chanel girl because mm. that's sort of what Anne Hathaway was, yeah. and mm. Chanel was very happy that they were doing that because at the time Chanel was known as sort of an older lady
3: yeah. brand, yeah. okay, and so
1: they were excited to have a face for a young person. Yeah, to like Chanel. rebrand themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And
3: then Emily was all like Vivian Westwood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is yeah. like interesting too. But yeah, I think that the fact is like that they did that, It's almost like they were making this film to hopefully be something that you could watch in 10 years, 20 right. years yeah. and feel the same. And
1: it's constantly on TV, which is fantastic. All the too. time. Um, do you guys have any final thoughts on the movie? I love it. Yeah, I love it too.
3: Yeah. I think people, I, I just give it a rewatch. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I
4: want more fashion.
1: Right. Yes. <laughs> I need no, I serious. want more. I like I'm yeah. not a am fa- not a huge fashion guy, mm-hmm. but I do love watching it. And like mm-hmm. I mentioned Patricia, watching her work is interesting because it almost the, the clothing becomes own. a character exactly. Yes. So you're watching every scene. And in both Sex and the City movies, I felt like you watched in every scene they were on, every new scene, you were excited to see what they were wearing. You're like, yeah. Oh my god. And it became a thing. And I feel like there's so few pieces of entertainment where you're watching every scene and thinking, what is that outfit? You know, mm-hmm. like normally I feel like it just sort of fades into the character, which is another great approach for yeah. certain, for most for certain, movies. Yeah. But I would like to see another movie where it's like, we're excited to see what's on yeah. the screen yeah. fashion wise. I yeah. have
3: one. I have a final question actually. Yeah. Where is Nigel now?
2: Oh,
1: wow. Mm. Wow.
3: I feel like you could kind of have a path for everybody in that, that you could right. consider, right? But like Nigel, like, did Miranda ever help him? Did he go somewhere there. else? Is he an yeah, editor in chief elsewhere?
4: There. I think he's the Grace Coddington of. But didn't Georgia. she leave? Uh, she, no, left she them, just recently she just recently said that she's like working less oh, uh, highly recommend her memoir if anyone's into it you should it. also watch the
3: September Was, issue oh, the yeah, documentary so which so is so amazing as well.
1: I'm so glad Anne is sort of having this comeback year yes. with uh, yeah. Ocean's 8 I, I feel like everyone really liked her in Ocean's 8 and she's fantastic in it and it kind of reminded everyone like yeah you know, she did some annoying things in the past. She like was a the
4: Taylor Swift for a
1: while. Right, right. I feel
3: bad for her though. She right. got a bad rap. She got right? too like, much hate. Like, sorry, yeah. she she was great in Miz, and like, sorry, she like um, she almost wanted to like she wanted to have that Sally Field moment, right? You oh know, way. where you're like, you are like she had me, that really bad moment me. and then
1: she also hosted the Oscars, oh, yes, which was oh, terrible. And James God. Franco
3: so, like sunk that one. Like, mm-hmm. she had no chance.
1: But her acting is phenomenal. I yes. just saw
3: *Get yeah. Smart* last night because I didn't go out and I was like, oh, I'm gonna like scroll through and it was like, oh,
1: this is the darkest thing we've heard so far yet. So
3: sorry, I know. What
1: year did that come out?
3: 2008 so oh this was like gosh. so I, I feel it, so much better about myself it was wow. just recently added listen, on I've never Netflix. heard
1: anything so listen, dark exactly. since you're a Shark Tale reference
3: listen I could <laughs> uh, if you want dark just give me 10 <laughs> minutes uh, no but she was like so cute like she was gorgeous in that and it was like that yeah. That film is so stupid right it's yeah. like but I remember seeing it but I just remember thinking like Anne Hathaway's so cute and like she's sexy she's and mm-hmm. like the fact that like she got this whole she got all of this shit makes no. me like sad for her because yeah. she yeah. did not deserve it like there are actresses that are like say worse things and yeah. like and the have- amount of
1: vitriol she got online oh. and so i mean rich. it was just overwhelming and I, I wouldn't have been able to handle it at all but. And
4: by the way i heard she's like literally the nicest yeah,
3: person hashtag justice yeah. for um, ann hathaway uh,
1: one more thing i just want to say before we go is mm-hmm. the intern is also fantastic Nancy myers i love, I love it the intern. Um,
4: oh underrated, so underrated. So I love it. yeah it's so
1: good so- All right. I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy... Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy an experienced local Redfin agent, That's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you, you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started.
0: Oh, Um, Courtney,
1: would you want to plug anything? But tell me about your podcast.
3: (sighs) Okay. So it's Bravo centric. It's we talk pop culture. It's me and Mary. Mary's in San Francisco. She's summer Mary right now. Mm -hmm. If you've listened at all, you will understand the antics. Um, It's two judgy girls. It's on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on SoundCloud. I think like whenever, wherever you can get podcasts, right? Uh, Two judgy girls at two judgy girls on Instagram as well.
1: And for like any, if you guys want any sort of Bravo news, Bravo Memes, hilarious mm-hmm. Bravo content, go to two judgy girls on Instagram. Whitney, any final thoughts? <laughs>
3: I'm going to therapy. Danny, <laughs> any final thoughts. Thank
1: you guys so much for listening. Please follow me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. I'm on Facebook, it's Facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. Please join the Everything Iconic Facebook group as well. Thank you to Samsung Technologies for sponsoring the podcast. Thank you to Whitney for producing. I love you all. Um, anything else? Oh, and go to Patreon for bonus episodes of Everything Iconic. Patreon.com slash Everything Iconic. And if you donate $4 or more per month, you're helping support this podcast, and then you also get access to all the bonus episodes in The Real Houses of New York, early season recaps, and all the other good stuff. And um, you're also just supporting us, so we love you. Please rate and review this on iTunes if you like it, only if you like it, because I suffer from depression <laughs> and I can't hear anything else. Okay, love you all so much for listening. Bye.
0: Raise your